Although we both identify as Roman Catholic, our aim is not to convert or convince. We have no official affiliation with any religious body and present here only our own interpretations and opinions of these stories. We understand and expect that some listeners may not have spiritual belief in certain aspects of these events, but we hope you find value in them as historical narratives which are inextricably tied to the times, places, cultures, and spiritual beliefs of the people who lived and retold them. Due to age and variable documentation practices, we cannot guarantee the historical accuracy of these stories. everybody and welcome back to a martyr and a monk victoria will be telling this story but this is future christina because if you may remember from the last episode uh victoria did too much research and now we have four episodes on saint peter rather than just two so welcome to the second episode i.e uh part two of part one on saint peter if you remember last time we were talking about whether or not we have real evidence archaeological historical etc evidence that saint peter was actually the first pope whether he held a position at all so we will jump right back into it uh with this discussion victoria is going to tell us more on whether or not saint peter was actually a pope So either what has happened is either he was in Rome and some of these apocryphal stories are true and just for whatever reason it got left out of the official canon. Like there's no real reason. It's just like it's a coincidence. But he was in Rome and he really did these things and that's fine. The second possibility is that he was never in Rome and he wasn't the first bishop and it was like it was Paul basically is what they think because maybe it was just Paul and they're just wrong. Um, So those are like the two options. Having a really hard time sorting out which is true. Um, And so everything from here is apocryphal or it's sketchy historical evidence, like not good enough to say that it definitely happened and not good enough to say that it definitely didn't. Okay. Um, But none of the rest of this is from the Bible because he went to another place and is no longer in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So like, keep that in mind. Everything from here, just like, don't don't know what happened. Don't know why this has gone so wrong. Gotcha. So the general tradition is that he and Paul, the kind of together, found the Church of Rome and that Peter is the first bishop. That is yes. like the tradition. Okay. Uh, and they think the tradition says that he is in Rome for some like kind of significant amount of time um, before his death. But don't know how long that was exactly or what precisely he was doing. Okay. There is no official liturgical evidence that he ever held a formal liturgical office in Rome at any point. Okay. Right. Is there evidence that anybody did? Yes. They have like, they actually like, they have the names of other bishops and like people like after this, but he, there is like, he's not on, you know, it's hard to say that he's not on a list because like, if you Googled right now, the list of popes, he would be on that list, right? He'd be the first one on the list. But at the time, you know, around the year 100, there's no like formal letter saying that Peter was 
here and did yeah. this. Okay. It's just like sketch. Okay. So they cannot say for absolute certainty that he was ever any formal liturgical anything in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's one of those things where it was like at the time they're like, obviously he was. So yeah, we're not going like, to write, write it down. down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like, possible. <laughs> it's also possibly part of the thing we were just talking about that he's so important that they just don't talk about him because yeah. they don't want to draw attention and cause problems. Yeah. Uh, it's also possible that he just wasn't there, right? Like, yep. just, yeah, who knows? Um, right. Paul definitely was in Rome for a while. For sure. They're absolutely sure cool. that Paul was in Rome for at least a bit. Um, okay. And in about the year 57, Paul writes a letter, his letter to the Romans. Okay. Um, and in this letter, he which is, is okay. Hang on, it is very vague. Mm-hmm. Which Roman did he send it to? I think, I think, what, does that happen? I think that what? means. I don't think it means he sent it to a specific person. I think it means okay. like I hung a treatise on a door. Like all oh, Romans read this and be enlightened, kind of a deal. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think that's what the letters mean. I got gotcha. you. Um, okay. It's more like a general. All of you listen to this. Yep. It's very vague. Yeah, it is. Um, so in Paul's letter to the Romans, which was they uh-huh. think was written in about the year 57, okay. um, in this letter, he lists various Romans Christian, Roman Christians by name. He's like, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, you know? Okay. Um, but he does not mention Peter, which some people think that means that Peter wasn't there. You know? Like, if yes. he's talking to the Roman Christians, and Peter is there, right. and he knows Peter, like, they're friends, they've known each other for a long time, yeah. why would he not mention his friend Peter? Well, but Peter was an apostle, and if this is supposed to be, like, here's what you have to do as, like, a Christian, he doesn't have to tell Peter. Maybe. <laughs> but also, like, the other thing is, like, okay, maybe Peter was there for the most part, and he went away for a weekend to see his family in Antioch. Yeah, and he's, just, he's not there he right now. Yeah, yeah, he's not there literally right now. He's going to be back tomorrow. He's generally there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. possible. Um, but so that's, right. like, just, like, a point that historians pointed. Like, it's weird that Peter's not mentioned in this letter if Peter is in Rome. Like, the fact that he doesn't even say, like, you have the amazing rock Peter in your right. midst. Like, yeah, go be true. with Peter. Like, he doesn't say anything yeah. about Peter in the year 57, which makes people think that maybe Peter's not there. Or maybe is it that more like that they kind of wrote it together? Possible. Like Who they're knows? both like talking. They're both writing. So out. yeah, why would you need to? Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> yeah. Refer to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so historically, okay. they know that Pete, that Paul definitely lives in Rome for about two years, um, from the years sixty to sixty-two. Okay. Um, and nowhere in his writings or records from the time he lived in Rome does he mention Peter doesn't mention seeing peter doesn't mention meeting peter doesn't mention hearing about something peter did on the other side of town just no mention of peter which again they're like friends they would presumably have seen each other and like collaborated and like talked things out you know yeah i wonder i mean it could be that they were like you know you you be in rome for two years i'll be in rome for two years like it's possible it's also possible that they're working so closely together that they don't even need to mention they don't yeah, they're like, why? Obviously, we are. It's again, mm-hmm. like, obviously, this is happening. Why would we mm-hmm. write it down? Why would yeah. we not? Yeah. Um, yeah. In the first. The lack of mentioning, I think the lack of mentioning in Paul's writing is a weak reason to say that he definitely wasn't there. 
Yes. I mean, so I don't many think other possible reasons for that. Yeah. I don't think that they're saying that it's a reason f- like it's definite proof that he yeah, wasn't there. Right. It's more just yeah. like, look at all Odd. of these weird instances. Like yeah, why there's true. too many of them, you know, basically. Yeah. It's like if it just happened once that he left Peter out. Well, like, but Peter was away. But like it happens again and again and again and again. Yes. And like no mention of Peter from Paul. But we also know that these are most definitely not the only things that he wrote. No, yeah, there's definitely stuff. But missing. we have never, we're never gonna see all the things he wrote because certainly he wrote so much, you know. Yeah, and most and of it's all gone. we have left is these Are little these, bits, these four letters. Yeah, yeah, that happen to not include. Yeah, I mean, he might have. Maybe these were the only four that he didn't. Include yeah, maybe something about. Yeah, so this is this is like, what well, I mean I, by in, the. <laughs> in my last letter, we talked extensively about yeah Peter. about Peter. We're not yeah. gonna talk extensively about Peter here today. Yeah. Or maybe, like, maybe Peter is talking to people directly, and so, like, yeah, I don't need to mention Peter because you saw Peter yesterday. Right. Yeah. Or so maybe, is, yeah, yeah, maybe it's more like Peter's out and about, like, talking to people, doing stuff, and then he's like, okay, Paul, we should, like, write down stuff about, this is what people are getting confused about. Mm-hmm. Let's write so let's down do X, Y, and Z yeah. and post it. Yep. Yeah. So this is the this yeah. is the historical right. confusion about like no yeah. hard evidence that Peter was ever there and also yes. no hard evidence that he, that he wasn't, there. wasn't there. Yeah, because they don't know where else he is, right? Like if he's not oh, in yeah. Rome, don't know where, where else he, he is because yeah. there's no record at all. Yeah. Uh, so in the first letter of Peter from the Bible, uh, you may remember we have decided that these modern people think that the, Peter probably did not write these because they right. are not old enough. Um, they're like, you know. Slightly too Christian yeah. Catholic Church would say like Peter wrote them, but yeah. realistically he didn't. Um, he like didn't. the scholarship is pretty solid that it's right. not Peter. Um, so, but in the first letter of Peter, yes. um, the author is like referring back to himself. He's like, I am doing X Y Z, and the author says that he is in Babylon. That the author is he himself is in Babylon. Okay, so that sounds to us like he means that he is in the ancient city in Iraq. Or wherever Babylon yes. is, um, but that's yeah. not what it means. Apparently, in this period, Babylon <laughs> right. was like a common euphemism for Rome, like a common nickname for Rome. Oh. It would be like I'm not going to call yeah. New York New York. I'm going to call it the Big Apple or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and that everyone around him would have understood that when he says he's in Babylon, he means he's in Rome. He's in Rome. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, Weird. And they think that they were calling Rome Babylon because. Like Babylon, Rome has like excess in riches and hedonism uh, yeah. and is completely alienated from God. <laughs> yeah. So like that's what they think that they were calling Rome Babylon. Gotcha. Um, so this it's like the author, new Babylon. Yeah, it's like the new Babylon. Yeah. So this author, who people used to think was Peter, says, mm-hmm. I am in Babylon. And so people were like, oh, well, I is Peter. Peter is I. So Peter yes. is saying Peter is in Babylon. Babylon is Rome. Peter is in Rome. Okay. So, like, that's what people thought for a long time, that, like, right. he wrote these letters and he says he's in Rome, so he's in Rome. Yes. Um, except now they think that these almost certainly weren't written by Peter. So then the question is, well, is but it did, just completely wait, uh, random? So are we certain that they weren't written, or is it still the possibility that somebody produced it later? It's just that the I mean, oldest there's... record of it being public is too young. Yeah, so it's like one of these things, right, that they could, they'll never be able to say right. for sure. Yeah. They're like, they are pretty sure that the earliest known record of these letters is too late yes. for it to have yes. been Peter. Right. That doesn't mean that this guy didn't get it from Peter. Right. You know, that maybe he, it's just like, like Mark and he, they talked yeah. and he wrote it down and then published yeah. it later. It's possible. Just, but it's also possible yeah. this is just completely unrelated. I got this letter 
you know what it was in my it was in my file cabinet for mm-hmm. 30 50 years. years yeah and now i'm gonna years. write this down and then somebody's i heard that oh somebody's writing something down i've got something that somebody wrote down here you go mm-hmm. and that's what it pops up because it was in a filing yeah. cabinet. so it's completely <laughs> impossible to prove one way right. or the okay. other okay. Um, okay 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 yeah okay. um so yeah so you could possible. take this that as as peter writing about himself saying that he's could in rome in which case that's good evidence but. right like he says he's in rome so he's in rome but it could right. also be somebody else who thinks that peter's supposed to be in rome because everybody right. thinks that apparently yes <laughs> and so he just says that because that seems like where peter so. should be without actually being true so it's the problem is that we've got a lot of possibles but mm-hmm. we have no like nothing as really like a hard. crime thing we don't have like a solid chain of custody of like yeah. Yes, this was cert. This is certainly old yeah, enough. There's to too much reasonable doubt. Right. There's weird gaps that cause problems mm-hmm. because yeah, it could still be Peter, but it also could. It's not proof that it was Peter because yeah. there's too many gaps of like weird time things and somebody yeah. not mentioning somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it could be Peter. It could be. We I just mean, can't it's be possible. Sure. Yeah, they just yeah, can't be sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some scholars today. Part of the reasoning that they think that this definitely isn't can't have been written by Peter, these letters uh-huh. of Peter, is because other records repeatedly say that he was illiterate. Oh, good. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like it comes up apparently like yeah. kind of regularly that Peter can't read or write, in which case, of course, he didn't write this. Right. Um, but also but like, then, you know, maybe those are from when he was 30 and then he was so yes. important later that someone was like, you need Somebody, to learn to read. Paul is like, yo, you got to learn to write, my dude. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah, be we, writing all this shit for yeah. you. <laughs> So that's like, I don't know, I think that, I just think that's funny mostly, that they're yes. like, you're an illiterate fisherman, you cannot have possibly written this town. Which um, is like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, most of them probably were illiterate. Yeah. But that also lends, goes back to like, maybe, yeah, he was, you know, on the ground talking to people because he was like, hey, Paul, yeah, I mean, he I could have dictated write. it to somebody. Yeah, I can't And that write. would still count as. all the writing stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do like more like the outreach stuff and then. We collaborate yeah. on the writing stuff, but I don't know what you wrote, so I'm not going to make you put me in there. Yeah. Because I can't read it. Yeah, and, like, the, the letters of Peter could still be by Peter. He could have dictated yes, them. dictated them. Um, but the fact that he is illiterate is not, it's not, it's great. not great. It's not helpful yeah. to the case uh, in general. Um, yeah. Another part of this problem, a part of the problem with this oh, wait, Babylon. But doesn't that, that also helps us with why we might have lost records? Because everybody else, like, part of why we know what, like, Paul was doing is because he was writing he ra- stuff. Because he wrote hella stuff down. Yeah, it's possible yeah. that's why Peter is so hard to find. Because he MIA, can't write things down. He didn't write anything down, really. He was yeah. just doing stuff. And then maybe somebody else wrote something down about him, but he didn't do anything. So he wasn't yeah. leaving. He's not writing letters back and forth to yeah. people like Paul right. is. Yeah, right. it's possible. Okay. Uh, another problem that they have with this Babylon reference in this first uh-huh. letter of Peter um, is that there was a town in Egypt also okay. called Babylon at the time. Like, a reasonably right. big and important town in Egypt yes. was called Babylon. So he could have also been there. So they could mean that he's in Egypt. Um, because there is a letter in the first letter of Peter. Um, but that's so vague. No, wait. Hang because... On. Wait. Okay. Wait, it gets... It gets, it gets okay. There's more reason why they think that maybe it's this Babylon in Egypt. Okay. So in okay. this first letter, supposedly, Peter is writing the letter to somebody to a friend uh-huh. um okay. paul maybe and in the letter he says like oh hey how's it going you know we're right. doing this oh by the way mark says hi ah like their friend mark like the other yes you know, one of the, the other, other apostle apostle guys mark and mark they are absolutely sure was in egypt 
Shell, it does make sense. Yeah. So if that he was if Egypt. Peter wrote really did write this letter, which like right. we just talked about, who knows? Yeah. But if he did write this and he sends greetings from Mark, that implies right. that he's with Mark, which yes. Mark is in Egypt, in a yeah. city called Babylon, or which near a city that, called Babylon. Yeah. He's in the he's in the Egypt Babylon. Yeah, because I was gonna yeah. say that's they were. I mean, you look at all that old shit, and they're always like, "I was in this town of this county of this area of this people," and they like list all of the descriptive things mm-hmm. of like, like in modern day, it'd be like, "I was in this town, which is the county seat of this county, which is in this state, which is in this country." Mm-hmm. You know, like they would do like town of whatever town of like more descriptive things so, just, so especially at a time when the word babylon could be confused by like pretty much everybody with rome and the actual babylon and a babylon in egypt mm-hmm. it seems odd to me that like if he was referring to rome he would just be like babylon you know and not be like like make a joke out of it like oh yeah like i'm in i'm in the new babylon quote unquote you know uh or something like that it's but if he's writing to somebody who knows he's in egypt and refers to somebody who is in egypt the other person also knows is in egypt then he doesn't need to be more specific he's like oh you know i'm in babylon mark says hi Mm -hmm. so that makes more sense than yep well the thing about like babylon being a, a nickname for rome like I think it's more like it's not just that it's a nickname. It's like really a lot of people call it Babylon. No, I know, um, but there's but there's other places that people could also confuse it with. Yes. I mean, definitely. But I think yeah. part of it is that like because like the reason they're calling Rome Babylon is because it's this rich place right. specifically alienated from God. Right. So like why am I in Babylon? Because yeah. I am Peter and I need yes. to fix this. Yeah. You know. Whereas, but, like, a normal person might just call it Rome. But the Babylon description is better for somebody who is... Yeah, but that's what I'm know. saying is I think there's stuff missing from that. Because if he's like, oh, you know, I'm in Babylon, like, this seat of, you know, sinning and all this kind of stuff, he would talk about that specifically. Presumably. I don't know what else about... I don't know I don't what know. else this letter is about, so I don't know how right. much detail he goes into, or if it's, like... I because don't know if like, it's about what's happening in the town, or if it's more just, like, general theological right. stuff. Because, like, usually they're, like, very, like... If there's any confusion to be had, they're like, I'm in this one of this place that's mm-hmm. got, like, this specific thing or this specific problem. Um, but I guess... We don't know who this letter is to, right? I don't know. I think it's just like a general. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is must it... be to somebody specific. It's possible yes. it's to Paul because why would it's you? It's not one of the. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Our one friend of, like, Mark says hi. It's not something yeah. you would send to general people. It must be somebody yeah. they know. Um, right. Which then, on the other hand, it's like okay, if he's sending this to Paul, which we may or may not have evidence for, then obviously Paul knows he's not in Rome. Yeah. And then why, because which is why he's why, not why in are you mailing, stuff. why are you sending yeah. somebody a letter in the same city as you? Just go talk to him, right? Don't, like, why would you be doing that? So he's, he, if it's, if it was to Paul, then that excludes Rome as a possibility because he wouldn't be writing a letter to him. Yeah. Let's see. I've but just Googled it and it that says that the, uh, the letters of Peter were written to church members living in Asia Minor, which is Turkey. So maybe it's not Paul. Or if it is Paul, he's not in Rome. It's very vague. Yeah. But that also implies that that's not the Babylon Babylon. 
No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not like ancient Babylon. Ancient Babylon. It's because yeah. that that city is already long a ruin at this right. point. Like it's definitely not that. It's either this city in Egypt or it is Rome. It seems like, especially so. So maybe it was to Paul, but generally it's to somebody over in Asia Minor, okay. in Turkey. Yeah, Turkey-ish. Um, maybe to Paul, maybe not. But regardless, that seems like a weird place to use a euphemism like that even if it's very common yeah like i can't see any of them being that vague but also you have to remember it's again the same thing we've talked about that like this these people are in serious danger and so it's possible that they're talking in code on purpose that's true which we're actually in the next episode we'll talk more about like talking in codes and being as vague as possible on purpose that's true which then maybe that's good. Maybe he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm in the Babylon, Egypt. Egypt. I'm just going to say gonna I'm say which Babylon I'm in. Yeah. And my, the people I'm writing to know which Babylon I'm in. They right. don't need me to explain it to or, them. But if anyone or, intercepts this, they will not know where it came from. I mean, that's the other thing of like, you know, the whole Mark, thi- Mark says hi. That could be a code for something. Or it's I've put in the Mark says hi thing so that they know I'm in the Egypt one, not in Rome. Mm-hmm. Or so it's they know, I saw so they or know which one I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Or it's I saw Mark six months ago in a different place and yeah. he said hi. He was like, when you next yep. chat, tell them I said hi. Oh, bye, hi. <laughs> um, so, but just to be clear, this Mark is yeah. he's not an apostle. Oh. Um, he, he's, he's the gospel. He's the gospel Mark. Yeah, he's an apostle. Oh. apostle. He is okay. the gospel Mark, but the gospel Mark was not an apostle. He's like apostle. he's younger than yeah. them. He comes in later. Um, but, but if he's you remember, around. he's yeah, he's about he's time. a saint. He you know he's important. Yes. Um, he yeah. this is the Mark who writes the gospel. And if you right. remember, the gospel of Mark is the one supposedly yeah. about Peter. Um, so it makes sense that they are in the same place at yes. some point. Um, yep. but whether they're in the same place in Egypt or they're the same place in Rome or somewhere else completely. Okay. All right. Yeah, but, but this Mark is the founder of the church in Alexandria in Egypt. So they know he was definitely there at some point. They just don't know if Peter was with him. So this is... So the problem with these letters, because these letters do come in after that last gospel appearance. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the letters the is last that we acts, don't know for sure. It's the last yeah, acts the last appearance. acts, yeah. yeah. The gospel, or the, these letters, we don't know... It's well, I don't think aren't. I don't think that they know what the date of these letters really is. Uh, so, like, they don't know. It's possible that when he disappears in Acts, when he goes to another place, it's yes, possible he's it's already after. written this. Um, yeah. It's also possible he hasn't because they yeah. almost certainly were not written by him. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, okay, we can't right. put the letters don't fit in time. If that yeah. helps, they're just they're somewhere. We don't have a time point for yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Continue. Um, the stuff in Antioch, the stuff in Corinth, that stuff seems like it was probably before he was arrested in Jerusalem. Um, okay. But then when he leaves Jerusalem that time, question mark. <laughs> yeah. And that was in 40, right. 44-ish CE. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, and then we've got a bunch of apocryphal stuff, uh, which is fun. So various peoples and chroniclers claim that Peter was in Rome at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. of various levels of reasonableness so ignatius of antioch who was the bishop of antioch probably like one or two after peter uh this guy lived from 35 to 107 Uh, he writes that peter and paul used to go around rome telling off the pagans 
Nice. And that they, like, interacted with the people, which would suggest okay. that Peter was there at some point. At some point. They definitely know Paul was there. They know when Paul was there. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But this implies that Peter was with him. At some point. Which is, okay. Sure. You know? Uh, it's not impossible. Uh, another guy, uh, Iran- Iranius, Iranius of Leon. Okay. Uh, he okay. was a Greek bishop. He lives from 130 to 202, so a bit later. Um, okay. He writes that Peter and Paul had founded the Roman church, like he outright okay. says they founded the Roman church, um, okay. and that Peter was the first bishop and then appointed his successor, uh, which is a guy named Linus. Okay. Which is also, you know, seems there's right. no reason to think that that's definitely yeah. not true. Um, yeah. It is a bit later. I mean, at least, it, but it, it's close, though. It's not, yeah, it's not that, it's, you know? it's close enough that you would still have... There's enough, there are people in the interceding generation yeah. who might still be alive. Yeah. You know, so that, it's only one is, step away. Right. It doesn't, you know, it's not It's not like 600 years later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's close enough the other that thing, people would still remember, maybe. It also kind of lines up with the idea of people closer than that being like, obviously, he was the first bishop. Yeah, Why would like, I just write that down? don't need to write it down. And then by the time you get to this guy, this guy's like, not obviously, let's write it the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so this is far yeah. enough away that somebody's like, "Oh no, we're gonna forget this if we don't write it down." Mm-hmm. Uh, if it helps uh, situate this guy for you, um, yeah. of how like reliable and important and historically important he is to the church, he was yes. granted Doctor of the Church status just last year. Damn. So like recent scholarly work. Yeah. That like this guy's important and reliable and helpful. Yeah. And he says okay. that Peter and Paul were the. Yeah founders of the church in rome so like that seems good um there are a few various other references um in apocrypha to peter being in rome um we've talked about the apocrypha before can't remember when um but they are the stuff that's all of the writings the immense quantity of writings that are not official catholic canon Mm -hmm. and like we talked about before when people say like oh that story about grandpa is apocryphal Today they mean yes. that it's not true, right. but that's not what the word means, really. Yes, uh, and it's this. definitely not what the word means in this context, because yeah. the apocrypha might be right. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily wrong. It's just it's not, not historically wrong necessarily. It's not even theologically wrong necessarily. Right. It's just, it's just not included for whatever reason. And some of yeah. it, some of the stuff that appears in the apocrypha is like word for word exactly the same stuff that appears in the Bible. Yeah. Um. So like. There's it's like, no why would we do it twice? Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> yeah. no reason to include it again. And it also means there's no reason to doubt the Apocrypha. Some right. of it does actively contradict other things, but a lot of yeah. it doesn't. A lot of it's just either directly exactly the same as what's in the Bible or it doesn't appear in the Bible at all. Yeah. Um. So when I say that something is apocryphal, make sure you have keeping that in mind. This yeah. is like huge, important resources for modern theologians and scholars because it is important and relevant and not definitely old wrong and, and the right date and that's yep. what people were actually doing it's just not necessarily considered what people follow now mm-hmm. uh so there's lots of references in letters and apocrypha um so there's this story that i think it's an act um that peter confronts this guy called simon magus okay in turkey or somewhere somewhere else not rome yeah. um and Simon Magus is, he's like a, 
It's unclear if he is a priest of another religion, possibly Zoroastrianism, uh-huh. or if he's just like a hoodwinker. <laughs> um, because the Magus part of his name means like Magi, magician. Magi, yeah. Yeah. He is described as like a sorcerer. Wise man. Oh. No, fun. he's described as like a sorcerer, not nice. just like a wise man, yeah. but a magician or a sorcerer. This is, um, uh, I don't know why the first thing that comes to my mind when he described that as like a magician hoodwinger is um, Tim <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from Holy Grail. Holy Grail, yeah. That is, my yeah. name is Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty good match because like, <laughs> okay, good. it seems like Simon Magus maybe actually is magic. Like oh, he's not, nice. he's not just tricking people. He might actually be yeah. magic, possibly. <laughs> Um, but so Simon Magus they meet him in Antioch maybe I'm not totally sure Um, and he he sees the like the power and the miracles and stuff that the apostles are completing with the help of God and he's like that's great this religion seems dope like I'm all in like I'm gonna convert let's do this they're magic Um, I'm also magic (laughs) yeah pretty much and he's like he like he's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna convert I'm gonna be with these people which is fine initially except he thinks that he like he isn't totally just doing it for like religious belief purposes it's more like you're magic I'm magic I would like to be more magic um And so he... I would also like followers and stuff, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And he basically, he tries to buy himself in. He's like, uh, if I pay you, can you yes. share this with me? And, like, give me, like, make uh, me an apostle. Secrets. Yeah, yes. like, bump me up to apostle rank and let me yeah. in on how you're doing this. He's a bandwagoner. Um, yes. And so he offers to pay them, which is the where the term simony comes from, which we have oh. definitely talked about before. I think in Iceland yes. they were having a problem with simony. Yes. And it's this Simon, it's Simon Magus, who tries to buy oh. his way into the, the magic. <laughs> so. Oh, they're in central Palestine when this happens. Quite funny. Samaria. A place called I like Samaria. That a lot. Yeah. So this is Simon Magus. So that story is in Acts, which is why Simon okay. is like a real world that people use. Yes. Um, so that like, yeah. you know, is in the Bible. It's, it's canon. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, but there is an apocryphal story uh-huh. that after getting... After the apostles yell at him and tell him to get out in Palestine, yeah. he goes to Rome. Uh huh. And he is like performing magic tricks in the Roman uh-huh. form and like showing yeah. off. And <laughs> Peter finds him or sees him doing this in Rome. Yeah. Um, and I guess Simon Magus is flying, like flying around the Roman forum. Uh, like he's magic. he's magic. He's magic. He's yeah. <laughs> magic. He's, yeah. not, he's not tricking them. He's actually magic, in I think. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Peter sees him doing this, and he knows yes. that Simon Magus is kind of a dick, and he doesn't like right. him. And so Peter prays to God to be like, don't let him do that. Like, he's drawing yeah. too much attention, and he's showing off. Like, make him stop. Yeah. And so God makes him stop, and uh-huh. Simon Magus just falls out of the sky and breaks his legs. Jesus! And that's supposed to have happened in Rome. Um, Good and that God! Appears yeah, that appears in a couple of apocrypha to varying degrees of um, with varying degrees of detail, um, but the main story comes from the Acts of Peter, uh-huh. which is supposedly things Peter did, but it's apocryphal. Yeah, it's not so, in the. Huh. So yeah, and there's a there must be a reason that it's apocryphal, right? Um, that they didn't include it. Well, but but ha- we I, we've briefly touched on some of the stuff of like why they didn't include some stuff, and it seemed like a lot of it was just like political of like. 
way later which direction do we want the church to go yeah, a lot of it is political some of it like is some of theological it's just of like we don't agree with this a lot yeah. of it's redundant um yeah. but you would think that if if there is any reason to think that the acts of peter is actually what peter did and peter is the first pope and like it? why would you not include that you know so the, the fact that they didn't include it must mean something um, and I am not a, you know, Christian theological scholar. I cannot tell you. Maybe somebody can. Maybe somebody knows why the Acts of Peter are not included in the canon, but they're not. Um, and yeah. that's the main place. That's like where the most detail of this story appears. But um, also think- the other thing I wonder is, you know, they were trying to make. Because the only thing that's canon is the stuff in the Bible, right? Yep. Pretty much. There isn't like miscellaneous other stuff. No, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, except for like saints, but that they don't count um yeah and it's kind of also you wonder like at what point were they like this can't be too long yeah like we can't just keep we have we to can't cut just it. keep adding stuff <laughs> yeah so it's easy yeah. to cut the stuff that's redundant it's easy to cut the stuff that doesn't agree with the other stuff you already put in mm-hmm. uh because that's confusing but also at some point they're just like if you take everything else they're like this is too long yeah <laughs> it's possible that it the now. acts of a peter are just like it's possible that it's a lot of miracle-y stuff like this, which is like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. He, we get it. He performs miracles. miracles. We got it. Yeah. And it's also yeah. possible that it's just like a lot of theological stuff. And they're like, yeah, we, but we know that already. Like we've got we it covered in the, our covered decision, in the other decisions. And we don't yeah. need to talk about the very specific. And um, again, it could just be like, yeah, everybody knows Peter was great. We don't need evidence of that. Again, we don't need to keep harping Bible. on about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So yeah, that's well, a fun anyway. story. I I really love the Semen Magistrate. That's crazy. I love that they at no point does it seem like any of the old timey stuff is saying that he's uh, like a huckster or a scam artist or any of that. Yeah. They're just like, no, he's just he's a magic. magician. <laughs> <laughs> that I think is that, that is excellent. Incredible. That is yeah. quite excellent. It's also funny that they're not like because they've talked about possession already, even with Jesus. They're not mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not like the devil's given him this power he's just magic yeah like also, god didn't give this to him yeah. the devil didn't give it this also to him. it he's doesn't seem because i think the term magi it seems like that's kind of like a title that he already had yeah um and it like in its most strictest technical sense from this period in this time it means yeah. like a zoroastrian priest uh-huh. um but they're not totally sure if that actually like he is a zoroastrian priest or if he is some other kind of priest and this term yeah. was just like kind of expanding, you know. Yeah. Or if it was added later. Uh, so it's magic. just like this weird thing, and I would think that maybe somebody would claim that if he is Zoroastrian or some other religion, that they would say that like his false gods are giving him this power. Right. Um, but they yeah. never say that, and like God, like oh. the the one God's power is stronger, and they can make him fall yeah. to the ground. They never say anything like that either. It kind of seems like he's just magic by himself. <laughs> In, like I'll buy him like he's like Harry Potter. Oh, he just is magic. He's just magic. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea of imagining him as Tim though. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Okay. So Tim. that's that's like and there's like there's a whole long list of other places where Peter appears that's in the wild. apocryphal. And it's always okay. just like a one off mention of like, oh yeah, yeah, Peter Peter's in Rome and Tim he did this thing. Yeah. And it's like, maybe that's true. There's like no it real is. evidence that it is or isn't. Yeah. It just like right. it could be. Uh, so it's probably just, just as true as the stuff that's in the Bible. Like. Yeah, and those so those just go on and on and on. I'm not going to read you yeah. any more of them, but they're all basically all right. like, oh yeah, Peter did some random thing. Okay. Like, I saw Peter today. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So basically from the year 44-ish when he is helped out of jail by the angel um, until his death, it's question mark. Possibly Rome, possibly somewhere else. But we know about his death. Well, so this Uh is the thing. Okay. (laughs) There is a very, very, very strong Catholic tradition about how he died and what happens to him, like when he dies. Um, But because modern scholars know that he is a big question mark. Yes. They're like, is this true either? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is totally valid. <laughs> so. I bet. I'm going to tell you the, like, traditional, you okay. know, the thing of what happens to him. Um, but I'm right now I'm going to say that some modern scholars think that it's possible that he died in jail in Jerusalem. Yeah. And when the oh, angel, yeah. the angel helping him and taking him to another place. Is heaven. Is him dying. Yeah, he died. And that's why he no rising. longer appears because he's dead. He died yeah. in 44-ish and that's he why he never comes up thing. again. He did the same thing that Jesus did. He went and talked to some people because probably because he didn't know he was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went leaves. Away. Yeah. Yeah. And they just that never see him bad. again because he's dead. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't appear in any records. Yeah. That's why there's yeah. no good historical evidence for him being anywhere else after 44. It's because yeah. he's dead. Yeah. Uh, so it's that. I mean, Fair. I again not not a historian theologian of this period maybe like maybe he just died in jerusalem in 44 ish yeah sure could be don't know um but now i'm going to tell you the like traditional thing okay of like i personally feel like this one is better okay uh because of things i will tell you now and also what we will talk about next week um but i just want you to know that there are strong historical reasons to think that this maybe is not true (laughs) (laughs) just like everything else (laughs) yes okay so in the gospel of john in the epilogue of the gospel of john jesus is talking i know i didn't have that i don't really know what that means like how can it have an epilogue it's not the end of the new testament it doesn't matter in the epilogue of the gospel of john jesus is talking to peter um and tells him like gives him a prophecy Um, so this is john chapter 21 verses 18 and 19 okay and jesus is alive Jesus is alive. Yep. This is before he's dead. Okay. Quote, very truly, I tell you, when you were younger and you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. So he thinks that he was also crucified, maybe? Yep. Basically. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so apparently in the old times, uh, stretch out your hands, that phrase is like, that is uh-huh. the euphemism for crucified. And like, uh-huh. everybody would have known that like, yeah. stretched out your hands means yeah. you got crucified. Um, so like, you will stretch out your hands, um, they Let will lead you where you do go. not want to go, you yeah. will follow me, you will glorify me, you're going to get crucified just like I did, basically, yeah. is what people interpret this as. Right. Jesus tells Peter that he is going to you die by crucifixion. Crucified. Yeah, that's not great. Nope, it's not good. And that part's actually in the gospel, so, like, solid. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, huh. So that's all fine. Um, okay. Again, like I said, possibly he died in Jerusalem in the 40s, but we're just going to go mm-hmm. with that he got crucified, because that's the more traditional version. Yes. Um, the early Christian records and, like, traditions of this period and, like, the next one to 200 years is that he got crucified in Rome. Okay. Like, that's what the early Christian yeah. community thought. Um, yeah. They mean, they might have been wrong. Who knows? But that seems right. to be what they did think. And you would okay. think that if they were there, you know, 100 years they later, that. that they would know for sure. Right. It would be hard for them to get that wrong, is my opinion. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, so the specifically, they think that he was crucified under the Emperor Nero. Okay. Uh, in the year 64, there was this really fucking big fire in Rome that just like yes. wiped out the city. And Nero, Nero fiddled, right? That's, yeah, that's the, the Nero. that's the phrase of like, yeah. he fiddles while Rome burns. Rome like burns. he didn't yeah. do anything to stop it um, kind of yeah. deal. Um, but basically he, this fire puts a lot of pressure on Nero and people are like, how could a disaster like this have happened? Like, why weren't people, like, why weren't we yeah. better prepared to make this stop, you know? Right. And he's under a lot of pressure and he blames it. So he blames the fire on the Christians as like scapegoats. Okay. Yeah. As which is do. reasonable. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. you know, there have been having regular... Per- yeah. Christian persecutions continuously right. and c- will continue to do for the next 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he blames it on the Christians and sort of like goes overboard in making a show of punishing them for the Roman fire. Mm. Yep. And it gets like hella bad, apparently. Um, it like gets some records are like saying that it's so gory that even pagan Romans who like really hate Christians are like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah. is. This is gross. Yeah. Like, it gets real bad. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you some of the things they say because they're really gross. Um, okay. But part of this is that they think that Peter gets swept up in this persecution. In this thing. Yeah. Um, which Should makes sense. Kind of makes sense, especially like if he is the bishop, he's high ranking, mm-hmm. he's easier to find. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. You know? It's just like killing John the Baptist or Jesus. Yep. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense of like he is here, he is the bishop of Rome. Yeah. Um, and so he gets swept up in this. He's in jail for a while. And Nero offers his private gardens um, to be used as the site of executions. Okay. Um, and at the time, Nero's private gardens, which include like traditional gardens, but also a right. circus, which is like a uh, chariot yeah. racing ring thing, yep. you know, like an arena. Yeah. Uh-huh. All of this stuff that Nero Track. owns is yeah. on the Vatican Hill. That was just the name of this hill in Rome, sort of on the outskirts of Rome. Yeah. Um, that's all Vatican means. It's just the ancient name for this hill. For that hill. Okay. Yep. It's just like this neighborhood of the on the edge yeah. of Rome. So his garden and his circus are here, um, and he offers it up to be the site of, uh, you know, revelry surrounding yeah. Christian death. Yeah. And... It's a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> so they arrest peter they are gonna crucify him because they're it's you know it's only the year 64 they're still doing that yeah um peter is being like led out into the arena to be crucified and he he feels that he is not worthy to be killed in the same way the exact same way as jesus like he thinks that he is not important enough to have that honor like to be so like jesus so he asks the roman soldiers if they can flip him over and crucify him upside down Oh, that seems bad. I don't like that. Yeah, I kind of, I like saw some brief stuff about like, when you do it upside down, it changes the physiological cause of death. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, mm, that's gross. And I stopped reading. Yeah, don't want to listen <laughs> um, to that. Yeah. So that's like another thing that I think people kind of know about Peter, that he got crucified upside down. Upside down. Yes. Um, even today, I think people like kind right. of vaguely know that. Vaguely know that. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically like. That's what the general consensus is, is that he is captured up in this post-fire persecution. He gets crucified upside down in Nero's private circus, which was on or near the Vatican Hill. And then he's dead. Like, that's what happens. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, to me, that immediately does pan out with 
him being called Peter of maybe not that you're a bishop, but you died there. Literally, your church is built on him. Yes. Because he died at the Vatican. Yep. <laughs> right. Before yeah, although the they Vatican. wouldn't, that wouldn't have been the, they wouldn't have known that yet. No, no. Yeah. Well, well, Jesus did. And that's yeah, why Jesus like, did. That's true. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you're going to be. Quite literally the foundation. Quite literally the rock, i.e. bone the Peter. slash the dust slash <laughs> yeah. a fossil mm-hmm. under the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Under my church. Yep. Could be. So. Alright. Yep. Uh, so the that's like the general like generally agreed upon traditional that part. Um, there's a little bit extra stuff in the Acts of Peter, the same one we were talking about from the Simon Magist story, that apocryphal section. Um, yeah. There's a, like a little bit of extra info about this in that book. Um, and it says that uh, Peter and various other Christians, they like, they know that shit's going down in Rome. And so they yeah. leave, obviously <laughs> they get out. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like walking away from Rome. Like he's on the road, he's leaving. Uh-huh. Um, and he's met by an apparition of Jesus. Who's walking the other way. Who's like walking uh-huh. back into Rome. And, uh, uh Peter's like, Peter's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, bro, where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing, my dude? And he says the phrase, um, which is quite a famous phrase, and it's, it comes from this apocrypha. It's huh. uh, quo vadis domine, huh. which means me. where are you going, Lord? Um, oh. And Jesus replies that he is going to Rome to be crucified again. And Peter's basically like, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, that goes back to that prophecy of following like me. you're gonna do it like me yeah you're gonna follow you're me. Gonna you're gonna be, be led like somewhere me. you don't want to go you're going to be like following my footsteps like quite literally follow me Fo- yeah literally yep, follow yep. me yep 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 so peter's like oh fuck right. um but he just like resigns himself to it and turns around yeah. and goes back to rome and gets captured and and then the crucifixion yeah. like continues as before okay. um but so again that's in the apocryphal acts of peter you know huh. it is what it is um, apocryphas are what they are quo vadis like domine story. is quite a famous phrase huh. um, and it comes from this which is interesting especially because it's yes. an apocrypha right so most people haven't read it right um but so yeah that's fun uh there are some other records various like letters and writings and theological th- histories from the first couple of centuries that say things like peter endured a passion like that of the christ yeah. so which means like he got crucified yeah you know some corroboration um but again like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. hard evidence for him being in rome is sketch right so this i was thing thinking about true. the whole like crucifixion thing i was like i would be like well surely like they were keeping all sorts of records like people like herod and stuff we would have been able to find it but if it did happen in this whole it's like a mass, mass crazy bloodbath persecution yeah. yeah they're just like we don't need to record anything about these people because they are they bad matter. people. They yeah. burned Rome. We just killed all of them. That's all you need to know. Yeah, and that's why said, there would be no more specific crucifixion. Yeah, records. one of the gross things they said was that during this period they stopped lighting the street lamps in Rome and instead okay. just set people on Christians on fire oh, to God. use as street lights. That's not yeah. good. Yeah, it's like uh, real bad. This period, it just like it went uh, too far. Um, yeah. Yikes. 
so yeah that's that's basically the story he gets crucified in this arena um the tradition states that some christians who are in the crowd at the crucifixion somehow Uh afterwards like smuggle his body away like they get hold of it somehow possibly through bribery um and then they they try to like give him a a better burial basically um and the story is that they bury him in an existing pagan cemetery on vatican hill because this hill is like on the outskirts kind of so there's a big cemetery um and they just put him in this yeah this existing cemetery which is just outside nero's Uh circus again that's the story quite literally Mm -hmm. the rock which the church is built so he's dead now um (laughs) that's that uh, his skull supposedly is kept in the Archbis- Archbasilica of St. John Lateran, uh, which is in Rome. But who reasonably... would possibly know? Well, it could be a yeah. pagan skull. Yeah, it could mean it could be a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> the records well, only go back skull, to the, but... the records only go back to the ninth century. Mm, so not. So, terrible. I mean, yeah, it's further than a lot of them go, but it's not. It's not good enough. <laughs> Still, it's like years the last guy that I did was it. Elegius, who was just yeah. like, look, I found this guy, and then I found this guy, and then I found this guy, and here's this guy. And you're yeah. like, ah, <laughs> yeah, ah, I don't think um, so. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the, um, you know, it's a very, it's a really famous pilgrimage point. Like a lot of yeah. people go to St. John Lateran to see this skull. Right. Paul's skull is there too, supposedly. <sighs> right. It's big times fancy. It's re- yeah. reasonably well known. Um, there's another story from Bede who was a reasonably famous English monk and historian who lived in the 7th century, so 600 years after this, after Peter dies. Um, But he, Bede writes that Pope Vitalian uh, sent scrapings from Peter's chains to the Queen of Northumbria in England. Sure. (laughs) You know, it's fine. Okay. Yep. Um, It's just like metal flakes? Yeah, basically. All right. Uh, so sure, why not? Random, sure, yeah. go for it. I think Bede is generally accepted today to be like an unreliable narrator. Source, <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, but it is what it is. Okay. Uh, then there is a sword of Saint Peter, which oh, okay. is supposedly the sword that he used to cut off that servant's ear in Gethsemane. Oh yeah. Yep, it is held in Poznan Cathedral, which is in Poland. Uh, it was supposedly interesting. Gift- yes, it was supposedly gifted to the bishop there um, by the Pope um, in the 900s uh, from Pope John the 13th, supposedly. Huh. Uh, but that's like the story of how they got it. Right. But the actual yeah. reliable records only go to the 1600s. Good. Yep. So that's not good. Uh, <laughs> one legend about this sword, which doesn't make sense any sense at all because it's in yeah. it is in Poznan. Like whether it's real or yeah. not, this sword is in. There is a sword there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a legend about it that says that it was carried to England um, by Joseph of Arimathea, who was a like an apostle's apostle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That this guy brings it to England and it's kept in Glastonbury Abbey, which is just like one of the big churches in England. Yeah. And then eventually given to Saint George. Oh, so it's except the one that St. George killed. What the- yeah, pretty much. Except what yes. do we know about St. George? St. George was never in England. Never in England. <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, oh, what a good story that would have been, though. <laughs> I know. That would have been real good. I like uh, that it's a callback and the fact that we uh, know that St. George was never in England. And that's yes. nonsense. Uh, and then I also, just Hell a fun yeah. fact that I learned when I'm reading the Poznan Cathedral Wikipedia page, is that yes. the first cathedral in any country has the right to have Peter as its patron. 
uh, oh. because Peter is the patron of the Vatican Cathedral. Right. And then any first cathedral is like allowed to yeah, be the, like, the Vatican one. Thing yeah. Kind of, yeah. So they get to be Peter too. So that's fun. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I wonder if gonna... that it actually is like they have the right to be, but are actually all of them that one? I don't think they all actually take it so necessarily. Um, but this this one in yeah. Poznan definitely did. Um, right. Although I mean, there's no right. there's no harm in having infinite patronages. So why would you not take it? You know? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so now we're going to quickly talk about the primacy of Peter, which is a phrase I've used a couple of times. Yes. It's a theological concept and discussion. The firstness. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of hard to grasp all the intricacies of this if you are not a theologian person who studies this. Um, So we're just going to kind of like do a a brief crash course just so you can kind of get the general gist of what the issue is and what it means. So primacy of Peter to Catholics. This means that he is the first Pope. His ministry was granted to him directly by Jesus. And he, uh, and this like permission from Jesus is the foundation of universal papal control. Like this is why the Pope is the head of everything and he's infallible and he is the voice of of God on earth, right? Yeah. Like that is where all this comes from because Jesus gave it to Peter. Okay. And then Peter like passed it down. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) What evidence do we have that Jesus did that? (laughs) Well, the thing about like... (laughs) If any. (laughs) You are the foundation... Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's like that. But that sentence, I read the whole thing to you, um, so you can go back to listen to it. But after he says, you are the rock on which I'll build my church, he goes on to say that anything that you decree on earth shall be done. Anything like, you know, it's more than just you are the rock. It's like you are in charge. Like it's like you get all this power. It's like a lot of stuff. Um, Also in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, Jesus tells Peter to feed and tend my sheep. Um, yeah. which is interpreted as like you are responsible for all of the right. people yeah. on earth, all of the church on earth. Yeah. Um, again, Jesus gives him this name Petros, which is yep. a weird thing to name somebody if they're not supposed to take it. Right. Literally. At, like, yeah. Like, sort of why would, literally. like sort of literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not supposed to read into it. Why did you do it? Right. Um, and then again, there are repeated examples in the Bible of Jesus giving extra power and leadership chores to peter um as like you are the top ranking guy you need to be in charge you need to lead you need to make decisions you know so that's the primacy of peter in roman catholic tradition yes um which is how we end up with the pope and the vatican and like this whole system that we have now is all based on peter yeah um which is why people call him the first pope right yeah that's where it comes from uh in eastern orthodoxy uh, he is viewed as having primacy, like he is uh-huh. the prime bishop, like he is the head okay. bishop on earth. Yeah. Um, but they see it as more of like an honorary distinction and not one that was meant to be taken literally. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so they therefore follow that on and say that it's not meant to give him universal pastoral Power. authority. Like he is gotcha. not supposed to be able to just declare things. Right. Um, okay. That's what they think in the Eastern Orthodox Church, which does not seem unreasonable to me. Because they uh, don't have, like, a Pope-like figure at all, right? They do have a Pope, um, but he is not... He's more, he's, like, ceremonial. He's not, yeah, he's not infallible and, like, all right. all controlling the no way the Pope is. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, the other bishops can push back on the patriarch. Yeah. And, like, right. be like, you're wrong. Yeah. You know? All right. Um, whereas that doesn't yeah. really happen to the Pope. No. Uh, and then in Protestant churches, uh, basically, they're, like, 
yeah. his work in Rome was never meant to spark anything like this. Like, it was not uh, supposed to create gotcha. a single central authority. It was not yeah. supposed to be a hierarchy. Like, right. the fact that any, like, none of his work in Rome was supposed to make this happen. Right. Like, you're just overblowing this overblowing, completely, and yeah. this wasn't supposed to happen. That's what the gotcha. Protestant argument is. Yeah. Uh, so that's, like, the primacy of Peter. It's a reasonably common phrase in Christianity. Yeah. And that's just, like, what it means. And yeah. part of the reason that his whole thing is so important and so how, why they put so much effort into it even now. Um, yeah. and the research and what it means and where was he <laughs> right like part of the reason that it kind of matters if he was the bishop of rome or not <laughs> but i wonder like you know because none of that structure existed yet right yep so like i think he can still be like kind of like this conceptual first pope but you didn't really have the concept of really bishops and stuff like that until a little bit later when they yeah. started like Organizing. taking this idea that oh somebody should be in charge because jesus put peter in charge peter's gone now somebody should somebody be, else in charge. be in charge yeah and we're gonna give them a name because they're not peter we can't just be like yeah peter's in charge because this guy's mm -hmm. not peter so we need a name for it mm -hmm. so it makes sense to me that like there would be no record that he had like a title he was just peter yeah, and then and everyone else the is trying to be like Peter. Yeah, all yeah. the apostles know that, yeah, Jesus told Peter he's this, so that's what we also think Peter is Peter. And also the fact that they that's call it. him Peter is kind of already a title. Right, exactly. That's not his yeah. name. No, it's not. So that makes sense that he's not, like, recorded. Everybody's just like, yeah, it's Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yep. That's, literally, that's literally what his name means, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, it's like... That that so it, it is it is weird to be like well there was no structure it's like yeah of course there was no structure because mm -hmm. there wasn't structure mm -hmm. there's also no reason the that the the base has to be in Rome right right yeah like he too. could have started the papi papacy in, yeah. in Antioch. Antioch like there's no reason yeah. it needs to be in Rome it's just right. a coincidence really yeah and so it's kind of like yeah of course there's no records of course like. He probably even didn't really think about it that way because yeah. none of these people were very, like, boastful, you know? Mm -hmm. He was probably just like, I'm just going to keep doing He just, like, buckles down and does the work. Yeah. The stuff you told me to do, so, yeah. Uh, and then everybody else was just kind of adjacent. And then later people were like, okay, we need some sort of structure because, you know, before everybody would just listen to Peter, but now you have to be something... Mm -hmm. We have to pick a person to be the new Peter, basically. Yeah. And that's we where we start getting all of this structure from, mm -hmm. is when Peter and all these yep. other... Because once you don't have Peter, oh, well, we'll just listen to another person who is there, like another another uh, apostle. But then once mm -hmm. all the apostles are gone, you're like, well... Yep. Now we gotta, like, have a structure a new to argue guy. about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so they have... He has a feast day, of course, because yeah. he's hella famous. Yep. So for Roman Catholics and Eastern Orthodox people and the Church of England, it is on the 29th of June. Oh, um, it's coming up. Yep, it's pretty soon. He shares it with Paul because they're like kind of like the prime and apostles. Peter and Paul. Mm. Yep. For Roman Catholics, there is also a Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. And that means like the papacy, like, you know. Oh. The chair of St. Peter, not like a literal chair. I was going like to say, the a position, chair. The position of the person. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, yeah. That is on the 22nd of February. 
The Eastern Orthodox uh, people have a veneration of the precious precious chains of the Holy Apostle. Um, and those chains, the chains they're referring to are the chains, yeah. the chains that the angel freed him from in Jerusalem and the chains oh. from when he was oh. in prison in Rome. Like both of both them. Both of them. Okay. Yep. That's on January 16th. Okay. And then also in Eastern Orthodoxy, they have a feast of all the apostles, like a group one, um, which is on June 30th. Yeah. Yep. Huh. I think there used to be a lot more Peter-adjacent feast days, uh, and Before I think the, a, uh, a lot of them got declassified, yeah, because the, uh, it was like too many. <laughs> the organization yeah. in the 60s, yeah. Yep. I was like, we got to make room for other people here, y'all. We, all, uh-huh. we know that Peter's great. We know. <laughs> mm-hmm. He gets uh, three. Then, Pick three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then I'll tell you about his patronages. Uh, as we've talked about, really old-timey saints often get just get like a bajillion, just kind of anything. They get all the things, yeah. Yeah, just but I'll give, you, I'll give you some highlights. Uh, fishermen, of course. Makes sense. Net, net makers, shipwrights, fever, right. longevity, the papacy, uh, the patriarchate of Antioch, uh, St. Peter's yeah. Basilica in the yeah. Vatican, uh, York Minster, which is the cathedral in York in England, um, okay. and then a whole bunch of cities. Again, there's like a bajillion, but I got you some highlights. Okay. They include Cologne, Jackson, Mississippi, oh. Las Vegas, Philadelphia. Right. Las Poznan. Vegas? I know. What? I know. Las Vegas. It's like, that is the new Babylon. What? <laughs> Maybe that's why. Anyway. Um, Philadelphia, Poznan, Rome, of oh. course, St. Petersburg, of course, uh, and Trier. Uh, in is there a patron of the Vatican? Yeah, I think it's him. it's him. It's him. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and he's the he's the patron of the Vatican, and he's the pap- the patron of the Basilica in the Vatican. Uh, yeah. And he's the patron and the of papacy. popes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Just all of it. All, all of it. the things. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. All right. Um, of course, as you know, the Basilica in the Vatican is called St. Peter's Basilica. Uh, yeah. And the, like, the big circle thing that you see in photos of giant masses yes. and stuff, the one that has the obelisk it's in the, the middle, is St. Yeah. Peter's Square. So it's also square. named after him. It's Which not is a square, not a square. It's a circle. No. It's a circle. Uh, yep. Fun fact that circular yes. plaza thing. The yes. reason it is that shape is because they think it's on the arena, the Nero arena. Oh. And that's why it's that shape and why there was an empty space there to build oh. all of that. Yep. That's why it's round. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, in depictions, he is often shown as uh, sort of an older guy because if, really yep. if he really was crucified in Rome, then he was probably in his 60s uh, yeah. when he died. He's usually sold as an older gentleman. He often also didn't you say he was the the patron of like old age? longevity? Yeah, longevity. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he's okay. usually depicted showing uh, holding an upside down cross because of how he was crucified. Um, sometimes he is also shown holding keys because Jesus gave him the keys to the heaven and the earth. Um, That's interesting because like. I think in modern times, a lot of us associate the upside down cross thing with like demon devil yep, nope, stuff. St. Peter. And it's so weird to think about somebody being depicted holding well, it. And you're like, the thing that's funny about that <laughs> is that it just shows like how little attention the people who write horror movies are paying. Oh, yeah. That like yeah. the upside down cross, they're like, ooh, demons. And you're like, this is an extremely traditional symbol of Christianity. Of like yeah. the, mo- it's like a most basic fundamental the most symbol. Person, important yeah. person next to like uh, that, and it's John like, the it's, Baptist it's and not Jesus. A, it's not a new symbol. It's been around no, it's not new. the whole time. 
Yeah. And it's like one of the strongest. So yeah, if you look out for that. So if you see a, a statue Weird. or a stained glass of a guy holding an upside down cross, it's like definitely Peter. Although I think okay. some other people also got crucified upside down. Um, but they but Peter's usually like show it for Peter. The one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sometimes he also has uh, fishing poles or fishing nets because he is nice. a fisherman, which is nice. Solid. Mm-hmm. And then I just have some miscellaneous fun stuff for you because this guy's hella famous oh, nice. and hella old. So he has like yeah. just random other shit. Random shit. <laughs> it's not yeah. really religious so much. Let's do uh, it. So the San Pedro cactus. San oh. Pedro, of course, Spanish for St. Peter. Is yeah. a indigenous cactus that grows in the Andes in South America. And it was traditionally used in traditional medicine of various Andean peoples, including the Inca and the Nazca. And this cactus, it's traditional medicine, so it theoretically Mm -hmm. cures fevers and, like, does some other things. There are some stories that it's specifically good for uh, correcting ailments that were caused by black magic. So, like, if somebody curses you, you take this cactus and it will make you better specifically from, like, sketchy magical diseases. From Wizard Tim. Yep, from Wizard Tim. Uh, <laughs> and it's also a psychedelic. Um, yes. Yes. We so like it. it is illegal in a lot of the world now because it's a psychedelic, <laughs> <laughs> including the United States. Is um, it the flower that second, or is it like. I don't know. I couldn't. I could It was really hard to find because they just kept saying that it was used in traditional medicine. And I was like, yeah. hey, what, like for what? What? Par- what? Like, what, what, did it, what does it do? And they yeah. wouldn't tell me. And it was like, it's just the amount of information I have given you thus far is very hard to locate. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but the reason it's, it's called toxic. a San Pedro cactus, I don't mm. think it's toxic, um, but it is psychedelic. Uh, the reason no, that's what called, I mean. There's probably a toxin in the skin or something oh, that's yeah, psychedelic. Probably. Yeah. Uh, the reason it's called a San Pedro cactus is because, quote, Peter holds the keys to heaven and the cactus allows you to experience heaven on earth. Like, it makes you so high that you're... <laughs> <laughs> Super duper psychedelic. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, so that's why it's also, called the San Pedro Also, you know, some, some Spaniard called it that. Well, apparently, really <laughs> apparently the, the Spanish initial missionary guys really hated this because it was a psychedelic oh. and they thought it was evil. And they, like, oh. tried to stamp it out and it didn't work. And then it got named San Pedro and they were just like, well. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. And they just, like, lost control of it, which is fine. That's so weird. Um, All right. And then in the uh, Alsatian region, mm-hmm. which is in, I think it's mostly in Georgia now, uh, the country okay. of Georgia. But it's like kind of a region, historical region of the Caucasus, Russia, and Central Asia. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I thought, isn't it like a mountain range? One of the ranges in the Caucasus? I think so. I think that's like their homeland. Station range? Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so this area, they do this like fun thing, the historic peoples there, where instead of converting totally every time uh-huh. some missionaries or empire took over they just like absorbed all of it into their own (laughs) mythology and so they have like they have amazing (laughs) they have roman and norse and zoroastrian and buddhist and christian and like all these figures in their mythology in their like belief system which is fun (laughs) that's kind of delightful (laughs) it is it's amazing they have this guy called don better i think okay uh, Don in their indigenous language Father? means like river or no, it means like river oh. or waterway. Uh, and then oh. Better is Peter. Oh, so yeah. it means like river Peter. That's what this okay. guy's name means. And he is like, he is the god of all waters. He's the protector of fish and fishermen. He's like a Poseidon kind of figure. And he is named after Peter. Basically, they like heard about this guy yeah. who was a fisherman and is really important and it like performs like, miracles. Hey. And they're like, hey, great. And they just like, 
they're like a goblin. They just like collected him in with the rest of their stuff. <laughs> which is I really enjoy that. Yeah, it just it, it very much is just like we're gonna cover all of our bases here right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> we're just gonna get all of it, all of all it, of it um, right now. Yeah, yeah. So they, I love. That. Um, they still exist as like an ethnic group. I think it's yeah. mostly Georgia now, although it's maybe also a bit of Russia. Um, people. So it is an ethnic group, but then there are people who are not ethnically Osatian who. Follow the, the mythology, yeah. um, and they are mostly limited to the Caucasus, Russia, and Central Asia nowadays. Yeah, I don't think that there are a ton of them, but there are some. Uh-huh. Um, they're also descendants of the Scythians, which is fun. Huh. Uh, Scythians were a reasonably famous and powerful empire cultural group uh, three thousand years ago ish, something like that. Which is fun because nice. they're the kinds of people I study, so that was fun for yes. me. That is um, fun. I think you can be one of their leaders in. Um... Civilization, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, it's a, one of the female leaders. I forget what her name is, but I think she's Scythian. I think that's what. And I was like, mm-hmm. don't really know what Scythians are, but I was like looking at her, I was like, yeah, she yeah, looks kind the, of Middle Eastern. So yeah, they're the um, they're like the step Iranian Turkic yeah. step people of um, sort of northern Central Asia. She has a fun hat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Saint Peter. Oh, um, that's like the first our the f- basics. Yep, our basics of Saint Peter. Our episode one of Saint. St. Peter the Apostle. I'm very interested in where we're going with this next. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I will tell you. I will give you a preview. scene that we've covered at all. That we're done now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what we are going to do next is we are going to talk about the ex- archaeological excavations and scientific research Ooh. conducted in the last hundred, well, more like 60 or 70 60. years regarding the body of St. Peter. Interesting. Yep. Which is, there is enough of it to phil i think and it is like one of my most favorite things in the entire universe and there was even a period where i considered going into christian archaeology specifically so that i could work on this because i love it (laughs) so we are gonna do it interesting interesting talk about it do all the so all right so this is implying that the school that's in that cathedral is not in fact i'm not gonna tell you you're gonna have to listen to the next episode (laughs) i'm gonna go with that's probably not Uh, (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you because that's usually the good answer anyway okay so yeah, uh, that's what we're going to talk about next week, or two weeks, I guess, for you Is there all. isotope stuff? I hope there's isotope stuff. I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to wait. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. But so now now you have all this background about teaser. whether or not he was or wasn't in Rome. Who knows? Don't know. <laughs> it's very confusing. So, um, where, the, where the hell else he was? Yep. Uh, and yeah, now I hope, I hope you learned some stuff about this guy, because he's very famous. He's very important. I sure did. Uh, and you'd feel like you know a lot about him, and then you read his Wikipedia page, really and you're don't. like, hmm, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't yeah. know really anything about you, do I? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. That's good. All right. Well, good job. Thank you. Uh, we'll be here next week with the second bit that Victoria just teased. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in now. Or in two weeks, not next week, two weeks. Uh... And if you can do all the podcast things, all the apps or all the big apps have ways to rate slash subscribe slash something, including Spotify, which we can now actually track the number of people who are following our podcast on Spotify. So if you use Spotify, actually do the official follow subscribe thing. I don't use Spotify, so I don't know what the word is. Do the thing. Uh, rate and review and share with a friend. Share with a friend named Peter. Mm-hmm. Tell him his name is Rock. Tell him his name is Rock. (laughs) Uh, And then you can follow us on Instagram at Martyr and Monk. Uh, We will post some pictures of the saint we talk about each week. So Peter in this case. And we will see you again in two weeks. Bye.